Sean Patrick. Hey, Joe Elliott. How you doing? Welcome to the Airwaves here in Atlantic City. That's a good old Irish name. Yes, yes. Uh, Sean Patrick Campbell, actually, is the last name as well. Good God. <laughs> Vivian would be proud. Yes. Um, I got a chance to talk to you a couple years ago, right before the uh, Sparkle Lounge record uh, came out. So it's always a pleasure. And I, I said this to you a few years ago. Def Leppard, favorite band since I saw a photograph on MTV when I was eight. Uh, what a guy. So I, I, I'm a huge fan, and I'm, I'm super excited about this Down and Outs uh, project you have. Tell me a little bit about how this came about. Well, uh, March last year, Mott the Hoople, who, you know, everybody that knows me knows this, they're my favorite ever band. And most people will go for Led Zeppelin or the Beatles, but I go for Mott. And um, they announced their reformation after 30-odd years. They were getting together to do some shows in London. And as a cultural ambassador for 35 years, I was asked by the band to be involved in these shows, which was very, very flattering for me. So uh, it came to pass that I was going to open for them on the last night of these, this five-night run. And so the London Choir Boys offered up their services to be my band, and that was the down and outs were born that night, you know. But um, four months kind of homework last summer to, to get this. I cherry-picked the ten songs that I, I thought... If I was in the front row, what would I want to hear me play? And I picked 10 songs that Mott did after they'd split up, the various different kind of fractions of them, Ian Hunter solo stuff, British Lions, and, and they carried on with a different singer for a while and just called themselves Mott, and they did a couple of albums. So I cherry-picked like 10 songs from, from that period after they split up. Um, they went down absolute storm with the crowd, which is brilliant. And we all looked at each other when we came off, came off stage, and, you know, all that three or four months of homework and three days intense rehearsals for this 45-minute spot. And then we went, is that it? Are we done? <laughs> so we kind of figured, while well, the songs are still in our DNA, let's go in the studio and let's make an album. And this is what you get. Well, it sounds good. I, I saw a little bit of uh, the live performance on YouTube. I, I saw the video for England Rocks, uh, which was amazing. And how did you get all the, uh, the musicians in, in the video, by the way? I just pulled in a few favors. You know, what, it all started by accident. Brian May from, from Queen called me up and he says, I'm putting a video together. It was, it was kind of an, it was during the British elections. And it was, Brian's very into saving the animals, like anti-fox hunting and this kind of thing. And he said, would, you, would I do something for this video he's making? So I said, of course. And then two days later, I kind of, I thought, I, I emailed him and I said, how about you do something for me? And I want you to just mind the line England rocks. And once I got Brian on board, everybody else started falling like house of cards. So I got Ian and Mick Ralph from Mott the Hoople. Um, uh, we got Alice Cooper, uh, Kiss, and Brian, Gene Simmons did it in full makeup. Yes, I saw so that. It, 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 was, it was astonishing. <laughs> and the, the, the two brothers, Ron and Russell Mayo from Sparks, who knew I was a huge fan of theirs as well. So they, they politely said absolutely and just sent me the just sent it over on, you know, they filmed themselves on iPhones or whatever, and just sent it over as emails. I gave it to the director, and I said, just throw these in at the end over the, the, the whole ride-out section. This will be fun, you know. And so it was basically me pulling in 32 years worth of favors with friends and, and bands that I've grown up with that I've met over the years. It was, it was a great video and a fun video to watch. Now, you know, as I sit here and I, I get to interview you, and it's a thrill, and I never thought back when I'm watching videos from Power Mania and Hysteria and Adrenalize that I'd ever get to interview you at any point in time or, or meet you or anything. You're opening up for your favorite band, Mata Hoople. Did you ever think in a million years that would ever happen as you're listening 
back in your 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 bedroom to the radio in the seventies? Absolutely not. I mean, I never thought that all the way through my career. I mean, I never thought Motley Crue was reformed. They, they, they were offered many, many times to do it, and the timing was always wrong. One guy didn't want to do it, and this time round they did. You know, um, and in fairness, as much as they, I knew, I knew that they knew that I was their biggest fan. Mm-hmm. Um, for all the hoo-ha that people give it to Morrissey in Britain and all this kind of stuff, it's rubbish. I've certainly been, you know throwing their name out worldwide much more so than anybody else. But I still didn't expect them to come up to me and say, we want you involved. So it was an absolute honor. I mean, I'm a fan first and foremost, and it doesn't matter. We've sold 100 million records, whatever it is. I still get excited by the idea of seeing somebody live that I'm, I enjoy their music of. And I'll be down the front pumping my fist in the air like I was at Paul McCartney three weeks ago, um, just like everybody else, because I'm not, you know, I haven't become cynical about the whole business when it comes to listening to music. Maybe back behind the scenes, contractually, and all this kind of stuff, you can roll your eyes and go, yeah, I've seen it all before, this is rubbish. But, you know, you're always waiting for that brand new song to come along that really floats your boat like music did when you were in your teens. No, I, I, I totally agree. And, I, you know, being in Def Leppard, You've been in the band for uh, 30 plus years now, and I know it's important to you, you know, making new music. And uh, do you feel it's it's just as important? Because like you said, you're the one always going around talking about Mata Hoople and T-Rex and David Bowie to to pass along the bands that influenced you. Because I can tell you, reading articles uh, in magazines during the Hysteria days and Paramania days, you're the reason why I discovered Ziggy Stardust and Bowie and T-Rex and Mata Hoople, because I didn't know them. Because like most people, I knew Zeppelin. The Beatles, the Stones, right. and stuff. Yeah, well, then I'm doing my job right. You know, I mean, I, I, I've always worn my my heart on my sleeve, and I've always been blatantly obvious about my and honest about my musical influences. You know, when we did when Def Leppard did the Gear album, we actually even mentioned in the liner notes at some stage, like you might hear a little bit of Leppard in this song because this is kind of where we nicked the idea from. We've always admitted it. You know, like there's all you often read these articles about Led Zeppelin, and then somebody puts a CD collection together of the original versions of songs, and you go, "You've got to be kidding me!" Because you know it says it's written by Page and Plant, but in actual fact, it's a complete lift from some black blues guy from the 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and but so and they never really hid it either, but they never actually stood up and admitted it. Whereas with me, with us, we've always said, no, that song absolutely influenced everything that, that whatever song it is. You know, I mean, Joan Jett's I Love Rock and Roll was a big influence on things like Rock of Ages. There's no doubt, you know. Yeah. We've never been afraid to tell people that. And when it comes to doing like other stuff, it's the same thing. When even though some of the songs on well, all the songs on the Down and Outs album don't sound remotely like anything Leopard have done, mainly because the main influ- in, influ- influences come from a different area, and also there's there's a lot of piano involved in the Down and Outs, which there isn't much piano in any Leopard stuff from a different area. But at the same time, I took these songs because they've meant so much to me that they influence me as a person, maybe not so much as a musician. So just the way that you live your life or the way that you approach songwriting is through the drama that comes out of these songs. And I love drama in my music. I like it to be dramatic and powerful. And you can hear that influence maybe coming through in the down and out stuff. I mean, you're, you've been very big on keeping uh, people knowing what you're influenced by. The Cybernauts, which I still listen to that CD today, the live and the studio versions. Of course, your Def Leppard record with Yeah, and then this one. Uh, and I want to say it's called My Regeneration. In stores now. Now, is it in stores over here in the U.S.? I know there was some... It's actually out today. today yes. It's, 
in the stores. You can get it at Target and Best Buy and probably get it on Amazon. You can buy it through Down and Out's website or the Leopard website. You'll be able to get links to go places and buy it. No, I, I can't wait to listen to the whole thing. I'm really excited. I, I love when uh, you know artists that I, I, I really like and I grew up with, they do side projects and these different, uh, you know, something different from what they're you normally expect them to do. I, I think it's exciting, and I'm sure it's exciting for you as well. Of course it is. It's, it's a breath of fresh air. What it does, it recharges your batteries to go back to what can become mundane. I know that sounds ridiculous to somebody that's maybe not in a band to go, how can it get boring? But it after 32 years of unbroken service, it doesn't do anybody any harm to take a step back and just take a year to, like, soak up the life, you know. I mean, as, I've, as I was saying last year when I was the first one to put my hands in the air and say, we aren't touring in 2010 because I just don't want to do it. And when people start asking questions, my answers were nothing to do with music. They were to do with life. Mm-hmm. I said, well, here's the thing. I've lived in my house for 20 years, and I've never seen my garden in summer. How's that for a reason <laughs> to stay home? <laughs> And, and to be able to just get out of the same bed more than three days in a row and take your clothes out of a wardrobe instead of a suitcase, it was something that I hadn't done for so long. It was almost like a new experience to do it. And to, it took me about six months to get used to being at home. It was really weird. Wow. But uh, at the same time, I was still working my ass off. You know, I mean, we've, been, we've all individually been writing new songs for the next Leopard Project, and we've... Got, you know, we've been working on stuff for games and TV shows, and we've got a live album in the can. Um, we're working on a box set. We've got a couple of books that are going to be coming out soon. Um, we're working with a company that are developing a cartoon series. I mean, it's very exciting times for Leopard. Continuing the year off, there's a lot of work getting done under the radar, getting ready for next year. Good. Well, you just answered all my other questions. What's going on with Def Leppard? I heard rumor of a live record, a box set. I uh, I read about the cartoon and stuff. But I did hear, I read an interview with Phil Collin the other day that you guys, uh, this week or last week or sometime, uh, you guys were getting together to start discussing new music for a new record? Yeah, we absolutely. I mean, we, you know, we may not be together as such, but, you know, email and telephones, you know, I mean, we talk to each other you know, on a weekly basis. One of us is forwarding a joke, commenting on how bad England were in the World Cup, <laughs> you know, sending demos of new songs to each other to listen to and all this kind of stuff. So we're constantly in touch. I mean, I'm in touch with the guys in Leopard on this year off more often than I'm in touch with my family. Wow. You know, <laughs> it's like it's nothing's really changed. We're just not on the road touring from town to town, but we're just still working. This is like when we went away after Pyromania. We went away for four and a half years before Hysteria came out. We were working every day, but we just weren't in the public eye. We were away for five years between Hysteria and Adrenalize. And again, didn't do the band any harm. So to take one year away and still be doing work under the, under the surface, if you like, is certainly, you know, doesn't put us in a bad position at all. I know you're a big soccer fan. World Cup, uh, did you enjoy it? Well, I predicted Spain to win before it started. Wow. But in tennis, I actually thought by the time the final came along that Holland, the Netherlands were going to win because I thought Netherlands were the better team all the way through the tournament. But um, um, I picked the winners. I mean, England are forever the, you know, there's just a poor relation. You know, if everybody hypes them up every four years or it's our time, it's our time. And it's never going to be our time because, <laughs> let's be honest, the English team, like everything to do with England, it's... We think we're better than everybody else, and the truth is that we're not, you know. But we stand up and we salute and we put the flag up and we do songs like England Rocks, and, and, and we mean it. 
And England does rock, actually, but they don't rock at soccer. (laughs) All right, Joe. Uh, Again, uh, down and outs. uh, It's in stores today. My regeneration. I'm looking forward to hearing it. I'm going to get you to do a quick liner for me, and then I will let you go. All right, buddy. No worries. I'm just going to – I'll read a line, and then you just repeat after me. It's three lines, and we'll be done. Okay. All right. Just say, hey, it's Joe Elliott from Def Leppard. Hey, it's Joe Elliott from Def Leppard. And you're listening to the Sean Patrick Morning Show. And you are listening to the Sean Patrick Morning Show. On Classic Rock 103.7, The Shark. On Classic Rock 103.7, The Shark. Joe, always a pleasure. Favorite band since I was eight, so I, I love I, I love talking to you, and you're, you're always a great interview. Thank you so much. My pleasure, bud. Thanks, man. And, and enjoy the record. I think after what you just told me, I think you will. I, I can't wait. I'm going to the store as soon as I leave work. Oh, good man. Take care, man. Thanks, bud. Cheers, man. Bye-bye.